What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the DFS Dose, your fix of DFS information, strategy, and analysis. I'm your host, Ben Hover, and as always, I'm joined by the two Jays, Joey and Jared. And gentlemen, you know, we really got no time for chit-chat this week. We're coming into the fourth quarter of the regular season. Bye weeks are over, and with them, 10 game main slates. For the first time since week three, we have a 13-game main slate, so there's really no time to waste. Let's get right into it. On today's show, we'll go position by position, talk all of our favorite plays for both cash games and GPPs, and we will also close out the show with some potentially tournament-winning GPP stacks. But before we do that, Joey, could you tell the people how to support the pod? You can support the podcast by following us on Twitter and Instagram at the DFS Dose. So go ahead, follow us on there. We're trying to get some clout. So yeah, so go follow us on there. Subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes at the DFS Dose. Um, you know, subscribers help. It, it gets our content out there. So go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can help us. Yeah, we need that clout. We need it. But uh, let's let's get right into it. Let's start with quarterback. Who do you guys like at quarterback this week? I mean, obviously, if you can get up to Mahomes, locks. But if not, I like Cam Newton at 6,600. Playing against the Bucks, he's going to completely torch them. He scored only 21 points last time, but that was because McCaffrey vultured every single touchdown somehow. I think his floor is pretty safe. He's been one of the best fantasy quarterbacks this year. For 6,600, you'll probably guarantee yourself uh, 3.5x. So about 20, 22 points. I'll take that any day. Or you can go down to Lamar Jackson. Hopefully he uh, his magic doesn't wear off. I don't think I could play Cam just based off the sole fact that the last time he played the Bucks that did happen, and that was so tilting. <laughs> <laughs> 28 points. They were at, what, 28-0 or 28-7, and he had none of the touchdowns. Oh, yeah, that was that week we all played him in cash. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> That was super rough. So uh, yeah, Calf scored three times, right? I think two twice times. in Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel had a nice handoff. Yeah. Fullback scored scored a one yard touchdown as well. Yeah, that was a little time. Let me ask you guys. Um, my fear with Lamar Jackson is that if they were to fall behind, which I wouldn't expect, they are two point favorites in this game. But I mean, they are on the road in Atlanta, which we know their offense is better on the road. My fear with Lamar Jackson is if the team isn't leading, like they have been the last two weeks, that his game won't necessarily play as well. Like I don't think he could, for example, lead them into like a comeback if that were to happen. So do you guys have any concern with that with Lamar, or do you think that his rushing floor just kind of you know makes him safe no matter what? Yeah, his rushing floor definitely evens it out, I would think. Um, and even and even if they're down, like he's still gonna pass, and like they sh- he showed last week that. He can actually somewhat throw the ball. So if they're losing, you know, he's still going to run, but then he's also going to throw more, which equals more fantasy points. That's that's how I would look at it. Yeah, honestly, if they're losing, I like the I li- kind of like it more if they're losing, to be honest. Really? Yeah, because that'll put them in a quote-unquote passing situation, but the Falcons' it- pass rush sucks. So the running lanes will open up. If he can't find anyone right away, he's he's a playmaker. Like he's gonna make the yeah. play with his legs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love him this week actually. Except if I can get up to Cam, I'm doing it because we we know Cam can sling it. We know as we saw last week he could run it. So he had sixty something yards last week running the ball. Tampa Bay's defense is god awful. 
I like a three-man stack with Cam. I don't know who you could really pair with Lamar. Uh, re- re- really nobody. I mean, the other receivers, like, if you look at their receivers, they've all been pretty bad since he came came into the, the picture as their starting quarterback. Like, they're catching less than, like, half of their receptions. Who did he throw a lot to last week? It was uh, that tight on. Why can't I remember his name? Andrews. Andrews. Right? Mark Andrews. Yeah. Nah, it was uh oh Hayden Hayden Hurst had four targets. Three catches. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No Ravens receiver is playable. Yeah, you could play Lamar Nathan yeah. though. That and that's how you should play him, honestly. You shouldn't you shouldn't pair him with any of the receiving uh options in Baltimore. If you're gonna pair him with somebody, you should pair him with Gus Edwards if he plays. You know, we mm-hmm. can talk about him in running backs, but yeah, Lamar's a solid option. But I'm just looking at the quarterbacks and I'm just seeing some some MVPs that are in the f- mid five thousand. Matthew Stafford. I was thinking the same thing. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk about Stafford for, for no, a minute, uh, explain why um, you like him. I I do like Stafford this week. I don't. I would never go there and cash though. Just saying, like that's a tournament play. Just just yeah. for the sheer fact that. You know, they're going to obviously be behind in this game. You know, the Rams are coming to town. So at least Stafford's at home, which his splits mm-hmm. are more favorable for. But, I mean, you know that the Rams are going to roll in this game against the terrible Lions, you know, pass yeah. defense. So I would expect Stafford to be passing a ton in the second half. The problem is that the Lions play slow. Um, you know, besides Kenny Galladay, they really have no receiving options. And. It's it's just not it's not a good situation. Like they they love to give it to running backs when they get inside the five. So you know his touchdown equity is kind of low. I wouldn't go there in cash, but I think he's a good yeah. you know tournament play just just for game script's sake. But um, who who are you looking at in that five k range? Well, you have the twenty seventeen MVP and the twenty sixteen MVP, uh, Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. Tom Brady's fifty eight hundred at home against the Vikings, the Patriots obviously play way better at home than on the road and then you have matt ryan at home against the ravens 5600 so 200 dollars less than brady mvp mm-hmm. um you know steve sarkeesian i'm i don't even want to get into him and his play calling but he needs to go but it's still matt ryan and the falcons at home and we know we all know how lethal matt ryan is at home no matter what the matchup is so i mean you're getting two MVP caliber quarterbacks for less than six thousand dollars. You know, I that's just what's popping off uh, the screen to me. You know, you said Brady at fifty eight hundred, but at fifty eight hundred, you could also get Andrew Luck, who's yeah. arguably been the most consistent quarterback this year in terms of fantasy. He hasn't had under twenty two points since week three. Um, just he's on a he's on a wild streak, and Jacksonville is missing Jalen Ramsey potentially. They're missing Leonard Fournette. Um, I, I think this lines yeah. up pretty well for Andrew Luck to have a good game. And um, Blake Bortles got benched for Cody Kessler. so uh, They may be missing Marlon Mack, which means more pass attempts. Um, I, th- I think yeah. this lines up really well for Andrew Luck in this spot. So, yeah, so Andrew Luck is in a great spot. So that's why, personally, this week, I wouldn't go over Lamar Jackson at 5900 I'm definitely not paying over 6000 for a quarterback this week when you have all these great quarterbacks sitting under 6000 
specifically at 5,800 and 5,600. Yeah, that, even that's fair. And even Kirk Cousins, 5,500. Like no, the yes, the Patriots. I kind of like the Patriots D. Our our defense, you know, they're they're not they're not all that. I'll say that. I mean, Gilmore versus Thielen should be a good matchup. Will Will he travel into the slot yes. or will he yes. see more of Diggs though? Because it's not no, like no, one no, is. No, no, no. Really it'll be it'll be Gilmore versus Thielen, because Thielen is bigger than Diggs. Um, Gil, so Gilmore is the Patriots' biggest corner. So I think just that size uh, relation will automatically Gilmore's gonna travel with Thielen, and he's their number one. Gilmore's their number one. So it'll be so Jason. Diggs McCourty is gonna Diggs. snap them. Um, yeah, I mean Diggs always Diggs always week. has the potential to snap. I mean, Thielen, obviously, he's playing some great ball right now. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect him to have a terrible week, but he shouldn't, he shouldn't snap. But if it's going to be a one Vikings receiver, it's going to be Diggs. But you know, talk about that in receivers. So I, but I like Kirk Cousins at fifty five hundred. I like all those quarterbacks right there under six thousand. I and personally want to go. That's fair, but I mean, like on the surface, if you take price out of it, like obviously Mahomes is probably the best play on the board. Yeah. He's so expensive, which I, I give props to DraftKings because if he was only like, you know, lately they've been pricing up the best quarterbacks to be like 65, 66. Like if he was in that range, I think you would have to pay up for him, you know, coming off a bye week at Oakland, just a terrible, terrible defense. But he's priced up so expensive. He's like 2000 more than these guys were talking. I don't think you can get there in cash, but... Jared Goff is only six point four k, and we know the you know they're going to be scoring a ton of points in this game. Any interest in Goff? I mean, I like the matchup, and obviously Goff is in a system where they score a lot of points, um, and so he's always in play. But uh, I expect the Rams to just go into Detroit and and mollywop the Lions. So. <laughs> So I want to play Jared Goff, and just especially for the reasoning of what I just said, uh, you know, a couple seconds ago. Because of because of the Molly Wap, because of the solid that, Molly and Wap. you're and you have MVP candidates and you know great quarterbacks under six thousand this week. So you know, transitioning over to running back here, do you think it's a Todd Gurley week? If the Rams are going to be ahead the entire time, honestly, you want to play dog. Him at- Oh, go ahead, Joey. I'll, I have a long point I want to get into. Go ahead. All right. I mean, yeah, mine's kind of short. I mean, if you want to play him, then, you know, just play him. You can never go wrong with playing Gurley, no matter no matter his price tag. Let me let me just say this one thing before Jared goes on his long point. Um, Interestingly <laughs> enough, since the Lions acquired Snacks Harrison, they've gone from one of the worst run defenses in the league to one of the best. Um. They're, over the last four weeks, they've only allowed 61 rushing yards per game, and they were allowing like 140 rushing yards per game before they got snacked. So he's actually made a huge difference for them. They're they're really not necessarily a spot that you want to target. If, if you get away from the season-long stats and just look at what's been happening recently, they've really tightened up. But um, I, I still like Gurley. I just don't know. I, I definitely don't think you have to go there and cash this week. There's so many good options below him in price that it just seems unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't have to go there. Like some other weeks where, you know, it was, it was dumb if you didn't play them. This week, yeah. you know, you don't. You really don't have to. I mean, I probably won't. So there's that. 
but it makes him a great tournament play because he could he could also obviously score three touchdowns in any game. They are coming yeah. off of a bye. The Lions aren't a good team, so you know there, there's always that. But uh, go ahead, Jared. So what I just wanted to get into was we we all agree the Rams would probably be like a good amount ahead, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Do you really think with Gurley getting injured last game, low key injured, he hurt his ankle? That they're just gonna leave him out there to run the ball out, yeah, like against that's the what Lions. I was thinking. Brown, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, Malcolm Brown. Yeah, I think he he might out carry Gurley if they get ahead, like completely for the whole game. I'll carry him. I mean, yeah. Once if... they get ahead, he, Gurley's coming out. They're not risking. They're not risking. If we didn't have a breeze in the home season, Gurley's MVP. Gurley should be third in the voting right now. They're not gonna risk a possible MVP, um, who is carrying their team right now. To get injured against the Lions, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that that makes that, a lot of sense. That'd be the sharp coaching move, you know. And Sean McVay is certainly a sharp coach. Yeah, and yeah, so we all agree the, they're going to be ahead. Malcolm Brown's probably going to come in. Gurley probably won't get that many touches. I mean, he could easily score the first two drives. We've seen it before, and then you're good. But I'd rather pay down for McCaffrey right below that and Joey brought this up uh before we got on the pod there's another guy way lower that I also like now that he mentioned it but uh we'll stick with the high price guys first so I mean I I assume that you guys all view Christian McCaffrey as like a must play right I think it's a lock yeah I mean he so obviously he's coming off of that prolific 52 point game last week he has over 30 points in three of his last four games including a two touchdown performance against the same Tampa Bay team you know four weeks ago so I mean CMC I feel like is a stone lock I also feel like his ownership is going to be absolutely insane like especially after that 52 point game like everyone's going to go to him this week but you know when you look at his workload his usage in the offense I don't see how you could fade him especially in cash. I mean, yeah, you definitely can't fade him. Um, If he's getting, like, insane receiving work and rushing work, like, it's just at the absolute, you know, nut matchup just for DFS. He's also getting, in the last five weeks, I saw the most carries inside the 10-yard line of any running back in the league, so... I mean, there's literally... Yeah, there's, like, no... There's no knock on him. That I could think of. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely is going to be one of the highest owned players on the slate. I think everybody's going to go there, which is rightfully so. He should have a great game against the atrocious Tampa Bay Buccaneers. On the last however many weeks he scored nine touchdowns, I want to say the last six seven weeks he scored nine touchdowns. He's on a complete roll right now. That offense, yeah. that offense is pretty insane right now. Yep, and and he's kind of the engine that make it that makes it move. Like Cam, obviously, but besides Cam, it really runs through. Yeah, he CMC he scored nine touchdowns in the last five weeks. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, snaps. I think one of the most interesting things to consider this week is whether or not to play Saquon Barkley, who I feel like is com- considerably underpriced. It's clearly matchup based because they're playing Chicago, but I mean at the same time, like. Barkley just looks like he's a thousand too cheap on the slate. So yeah, did you guys see the report of how like Gettleman told Shermer to not give Odell Odell and Barkley touches in the second half? Really? Yeah. Why? Why? 
because that they're definitely tanking. cost them the game. Because they're tanking. Yeah. Is there a top quarterback coming out? Why would they tank? <laughs> to get a higher draft pick. Yeah, I know, but like, <laughs> there was like, is that a is that a legit report or like a Twitter thing? I mean, it was a Twitter thing, but you know, like reporters were tweeting about it, like credible individuals right. were tweeting about how. Yeah, they were told not to give Barkley or Odell touches in the second half, and that's why Odell only had like five touches in the second half. I meant I meant Saquon had five touches, and Odell, I don't know, I think he probably had like one or two targets in the second half. Well, he came out and said that it wasn't part of the coaching staff's plan to attack the Eagles secondary. It's like, what? Like, that should be your entire plan, which is kind of why he busted his chalk last week. But um, we'll talk about that at wide receiver going back to Barkley though like this Bears defense gave up over 100 yards to LeGarrette Blunt last week like <laughs> need 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 I say more Barkley has been supremely consistent averaging 29 points per game at home um I'm not scared of playing him in this matchup and at that price tag with his receiving work he's the first look on literally like every play in that Giants offense like Eli looks if pressure's coming, dump off. It's it's just like 7900 It's too cheap for a running back like that. If he were priced up like CMC and Gurley, then I could see fading him because of matchup, but like you're getting the discount, so I don't really see any viability in fading him. I think that him and CMC are like the starting points of a cash lineup this week, and then you build from there. Yeah, I mean, you can never go wrong with having Saquon and Christian McCaffrey in your lineup as your two core running backs. So who else do you guys like on this slate? There's a ton of options. I want Joey to say the name. I'm going to spit the facts for it. <laughs> yeah, so before we started this this episode, um, I was telling Ben and Jared that Philip Lindsay is an absolute lock this week at 5,400. So, Jared, uh, just go ahead and spit them facts. All right, so I, I saw this on Twitter. Shout out to Travis Finkel. Hey, Fink Dog. Denver is second in rush uh, yards per attempt. Cincy is the second highest rush attempts against. They're 31st in rush yards allowed. They've given up the third most rushing touchdowns. Denver is 10th in rushing yards, and they've scored the most, the third most rushing touchdowns. AJ Green is probably not going to play. Andy Dalton's on IR. I think I think Green is playing. That I I wouldn't bet on it. That'd be stupid. That'd be that'd be stupid to have him play. But I mean, if he does, hey, he does. But I mean, we're talking about a coaching staff with Marvin Lewis and Hugh Jackson. Like. Yeah, that's facts. Denver's on a roll. That defense is playing out of its mind right now. I love how that team is playing right now. Case Keenum sucks. They're gonna lean straight on Phil Lindsay, and for fifty four hundred, give me that all day. Gimme, gimme. I, I like that. And just uh, one more little tidbit here. I, I looked at a lot of the last four weeks in doing research for this show just because I feel like that's a lot more applicable. You know, we're in such a different space in the NFL than we were in week one through, you know, like six. Like, things are so different now. So I'm looking at more recent numbers. And in the last four weeks, the Bengals have allowed the most rushing yards per game. The most rushing yards per game to running backs. 153 per game. So Lindsay's in a great spot. Absolutely. My only concern lock. with him... But is there any concern, though, that his workload is not all that? I mean, I 14 mean, carries and zero targets last week. He had 11 carries and two – no, wait, what is it? 11 carries and two receptions uh, before that. Oh, no, I'm tripping. That's two touchdowns. Yikes. 
Look, just the workload isn't isn't that big of a question. He's just like Aaron Jones. The impact he makes when he comes on the field is insane. Mm-hmm. His explosiveness is crazy, and in the last what five yeah five weeks he's scored five touchdowns. So you can almost bank on a touchdown. Actually, he might score two. I like that. Honest. I like that play. I hadn't really considered him until you guys brought him up, but that that's a that's a good play. Only fifty four hundred. Yeah, complete lock. Now let me ask you this: For a thousand less at forty four hundred, uh, we, we have T.J. Yeldon, and you know we missed it last week. We even talked about it on our review show that we missed the pass catching running back against the Colts, and we don't know why because it's been a trope recently. But I mean, over the last four weeks, the Colts have allowed the fourth most receiving yards to running back per game. Over the season, they've allowed seven point three receptions per game to running back, second highest in the league. And I mean. A couple weeks ago, Yeldon was a lock-and-load start whenever Fournette was out. They have added Carlos Hyde since then, but, you know, I think that damages his touch projection. But, I mean, they have Cody Kessler starting. They're going to lean on the run game. Yeldon could easily get 8 to 10 carries with, you know, 6 to 8 catches as well at 4,400. I like it, dog. I'm just kidding about the no. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Yeldon. Um. What else do you guys see in for value? Obviously, we got Gus the Bus in play at forty eight hundred, but um, you know he he missed. Did he miss? Yeah, he missed practice on Wednesday, so that's something that we have to keep an eye on. Alex Collins also missed practice. Um, they're on the road, but we know that Atlanta is just like a guaranteed twenty points to whatever running back they're facing this year. So I don't know. What, what are you thinking about the Bus? Uh, not not a fan. Not this week. Nah, it's. Especially if he's injured. Ankle yeah. injury, yeah, staying away from that. You could double down on McCoy, dude. That offense was in, had a nice little flow to it last week. Yeah, I mean, he, he had 17 touches for only 46 yards, one target. Like, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Do you like Chris Carson? Maybe, maybe though. Chris Carson, I mean... I don't know. They they have too yeah. they have too many running backs there. Like he doesn't catch enough passes for me to go there and cash. <laughs> you know, dare I say Lamar Miller? Yeah, I knew you were going to say. You, I knew do you think you were going to say? It. <laughs> do you think you think he can repeat? I mean, that that game was on prime time, so I think he might be more owned than he should be. I mean, you know, the Browns don't have a great run defense. I mean, it's okay. I don't want to I don't want to be that guy, but if you take away that 97 yard touchdown, he had yeah. 11 carries for 65 yards. Yeah. I mean, that's, no, still, that, that's, still, that's still trash. Thank you. Um, but if you take that away, I mean, 11 carries, 65 yards. Yes, that's six yards to carry, but that's also six fantasy points. So yeah. the lowest I would go, I love TJ Yeldon, actually, looking at that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see the need to go there with Lamar. So one of my favorite uh, plays for this slate is Cream Hunt at 7,800. So he's 100 less than Saquon, right? But he's in a way better matchup. Honestly, he's in the best matchup possible. The Raiders are allowing 134 rushing yards per game, which ranks dead last in the NFL. But with the Raiders, they do give up the least amount of receptions to running backs. So I guess, uh, you know, they're good at some aspect, but they're still, they're, they're still bad. So, Cream Hunt, 7,800 in a prolific offense. You know, the Chiefs should blow them out, and Cream Hunt should be a big part of the game plan. Uh, lock them in, 7,800. Uh, roll with three top running backs uh, this week. 
itself of money. In a moment, we'll get to the value at wide receiver, but just off a couple initial builds I did, I think it's pretty reasonable to fit McCaffrey, Barkley, and Hunt in, into your cash lineup. You could put Yeldon in if, if you like that for one of those guys and you know spend up at receiver. So that's an option. But if, if you do want to go that route, I think that's a super solid floor that you give yourself by playing those three guys in the 78 to 8,800 range. Um, Jared, is there anyone else that you want to cover here? My boy, Aaron the Goat Jones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That Arizona defense, run defense at least, is god-awful, dude. They get torched every single week. At least Aaron Jones' first half numbers are, are great because they don't give him any carries in the second half. I think he's safe in all formats, cash, GPPs, any of that. If you want it, he'll probably be low-owned. Because uh, all those other guys we talked yeah, about, yeah, so he, he's in that great. he's in that price range where people overlook. Yeah, he'll be a great pivot in GPPs. I love him this week. He's so explosive when he gets on the field. And against Seattle, they gave him like five carries in the second half, and he had twenty-seven points. Last week, they completely went away from him. Uh, eighteen points. Week before, thirty-five. He's so explosive and. I don't know. Just pray that pray that he find they finally figure it out. Arizona's um, rush defense is ranked 29th. Yeah, um, I I like that play initially. Like when I was looking at the games, I went to go see what Aaron Jones' price was. I was kind of shocked that he was that expensive, but it makes sense because if he was any lower, he would probably just be like a stone lock. So they had to price him up a bit to make it a question because the matchup is too good. His his overall workload has been going up and up, you know, 17 carries last week plus five targets. Like, he, he's getting all the usage that you want to yeah. see and, and touchdown equity, uh, four touchdowns over the last three weeks. So I, I like that Jones call, especially for GPPs because of the just the price range. I feel like he'll get overlooked. Yeah, Aaron Jones is a great running back, honestly. But if you want – if you want a dart throw running back play for GPPs, 3,300 Carlos Hyde. I, I like that. I like that for sure. Had um, 10 attempts after Fournette went out last week against the Bills. I mean, he only had 33 yards, which is terrible. But, you know, he should be the runner out of him and Yeldon. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely be the primary ball carrier. And 3,300? That's stupid cheap. It's definitely there. I just worry that with this Jags team right now that they could potentially get blown out and it would be like a Yeldon game with a bunch of receptions. But definitely a solid GBP dart throw. I can't believe he's that low priced. Yeah, and then you also have Naheem Hines at 4100 That's also mm-hmm. another GPP play I like, um, especially with no Marlon Mack if he misses. All right, that, that's solid. Anybody else here? We got a good to move on to receiver. Let's move on. So wide receiver, let's start at the bottom here and talk value because there's so many running backs that we obviously want to get into our lineups this week. We're going to be needing to find value at receiver. So let's start it off at 3,500. Bruce Ellington with the Lions. Um, They put Marvin Jones on IR this week. Ellington is going to see a ton of snaps. Um, You know, nine targets in week 11, seven targets last week. Um, it's just it's a great target projection for somebody that low, and I think that it works just as a floor play. If he were 4,500, I wouldn't go there because it would just be like a Willie Sneed play, but you're getting such a discount, and it's going to be such a pass-heavy game for the Lions that I, I think Ellington is a safe bet for another seven, eight, nine targets at, at that price range. Ellington has been 
like kind of like a primary receiver for Stafford in this couple of weeks with the Lions and Marvin Jones is on IR. I, I like it. Yeah, there, there's obviously not much of a ceiling there, but just in terms of a cash game floor, I think that he's a good bet to get like 10 points and, you know, that, that allows you to do a lot with your lineup. So, I mean, if you want absolute like value, Marcel Aitman had 10 targets last week, right? Plays for the Raiders, if you didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. Rookie wide receiver is a starter. He only had three catches out of his 10 targets for uh, measly 16 yards, but 10 targets at 3,600. Another pass heavy game script with them yeah. probably getting blown out by KC. 3,600 for 10 targets. I mean, you play cash DFS, that, that's, that's ultimate value right there. And if you just want to, you know, grab this slate by the balls, you could play Cordero Patterson at 3,300. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could go there. <laughs> no, you're right. I just wanted to. Sh- I just wanted to get that line off, honestly. Or strongly push away from doing that. <laughs> um, moving up a little bit. Do you guys like any of the like low 4K receivers? I was looking at. You know, Adam Humphreys has been pretty consistent recently taylor gabriel has been really consistent uh for the bears and you know 17 targets over the last two weeks seven catches in each of the last two games and he does have big playability so i, I don't know I mean, do you, do you like Brown, either of those guys 4400 now that's crazy uh, it is crazy and but i mean when you look at it seven targets one reception like yikes yeah it's a it's a clear downgrade. Um, five point eight, four point five, three point three, three point five. His last four games. Yeah, I think his price is fitting. That being said, he did have a fifty yard reception called back last week, so um, you know that would look better for his stat sheet. But I don't know. That's tough. Definitely not a cash play, but you know GPP maybe. What about uh our boy David Moore? Forty three hundred against San Francisco. Not in play for me. No, you'd rather go up to like Lockett. Lockett's what? expensive, bro. He's fifty eight hundred now. Yeah, nah, that's too much. I mean, it's... I'd rather just personally go up to Josh Reynolds, forty nine hundred. The Rams yeah. come out in three wide receiver sets like ninety nine percent of the time, so you're just hoping that he could, you know, score a touchdown or or maybe two. He had eight yeah. targets against the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, that was a historic game, but Still eight targets for the third wide receiver in that offense. Yeah, no, they and they they clearly feel comfortable looking to him. Um, went with, with cup out, so I like that play for sure. Forty nine hundred. Larry Fitzgerald, he's been decent, but I mean, like, the volume's not there. He's gotten lucky with touchdowns each of the last two weeks. You know, averaging three targets per game over the last two weeks, but he has three touchdowns in that span. That's not something I think you can count for, but yeah. you'd expect Arizona to be passing in this game. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not about that, but I think he could be semi-popular. Yeah, no. There, there's there's some receivers that you could play low. I mean, you're going to have to if you want to pay up for three running backs, or you could pay down for one running back. You don't have to play three high-priced guys, but you know, just looking at some of the top receiving options on this slate we have Tyreek Hill as the most expensive at 9100 personally God damn I really am not going there at all so that's just my opinion on that um 
Easy DeAndre fade. Hopkins, 8,200. Yeah. That's another easy fade. Let me just yeah. say this real quick. Like, Hopkins is struggling right now. It's not his fault necessarily. He's obviously a beast. But since week six, he's only had over eight targets once. Like, they're just not looking to him. Maybe because they're winning a lot. But, like, I don't know. It's just they aren't looking to him enough. It's just it's yeah. a target thing with him. So, 8,200. Uh, no. That's a no for me. I mean, if you have faith, play Adam Thielen because he's the clear best option in that price range at 8000 He's the fourth um, most expensive receiver on the slate. Should probably sit around one or two on any main slate that he plays in. But, you know, he's fourth uh, playing the Patriots. Gilmore expected to shadow. So plus matchup for Thielen? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> But, you know, he's leading the league in receiving yards, and he's just absolutely tearing it up this season. Um, had a good comeback game against the Packers after two go- two down games, uh, 29.5 points. He had 125 yards on eight catches and a touch. Um, feeling, if you don't want to pay up for one of the running backs, he should be in your uh, receiver one spot. Now let me ask you guys a question, and, and this should hold some weight coming from me. As you know, this is not somebody that I – look towards somebody that I play in DFS. Um, largely has worked out for me. But, I mean, Julio Jones. Like, he's what? Like, the one, two, three, four, five. Like, the seventh price-wide receiver, 7,700 at home. Like, come on. He hasn't gotten under 20 points on DraftKings since week five. Just putting that out uh, there. Yeah. And he's done that with three touchdowns on the year. Like, he's just so... I don't know, man. Like, I feel like Julio is in a great spot. And Julio's actually leading the league in receiving yards, so I'm sorry about, you know, putting false information out there. Julio is leading the league in receiving yards with 1,300 in five receiving yards, absolutely tearing it up this season. He should go a little bit, you know, under-owned, I would think. I think he'll still... Still probably carry, like, a 15% uh, ownership, maybe 20 but 7,700 and you're getting a top three receiver, top two receiver in the NFL. I like that. Let's talk about some of the mid-range guys. Um, you know, I would expect Kenny Galladay to be pretty popular this week. Um, I won't be going there in cash because I'll probably just pay down to Ellington, who will probably get the same amount of targets as Galladay. But, I mean, Galladay's numbers are going to look good from anyone who's looking at projections. He has the most targets and the most air yards of any receiver in the league since Marvin Jones has been out. And he's obviously on IR now, not coming back. And the Lions are going to be passing. Like, you know, Galladay, I love. I'll probably throw some out there in tournaments because obviously Ellington has no ceiling. So Galladay is the Lions receiver with a ceiling. But, like, I mean, if I'm if I'm paying for a receiver in that price range, I'm just going up you know 300 more to cooks you know brandon cooks has had three straight 100 yard games i don't know i, lo- I love brandon cooks this week and darius slay won't shadow him uh slay doesn't shadow speedsters like that so cooks will be able to eat against whatever terrible you know corner two that the lions play on them they've been rotating tease Tabor, deshaun shed just a bunch of scrubs that cook should easily be able to dust so, I mean, that'd be kind of stupid to put a corner that ran a 4-7 at the combine on somebody that ran a sub 4-3. But, you know, that's just my opinion. The, the Lions just have no – well, yeah, it probably won't be Tabor, but 
he was a healthy scratch last week, but even still, like, the Lions don't have a corner who can cover Cooks. Like, even Slay, is that's not his game. He's good at bodying up against bigger receivers. Like, not not these speedsters. So, I really think Cooks is in an amazing spot this week. The Rams, uh, you know, like we've said multiple times, should uh, be up in that game. And Jared Goff should be throwing to, you know, Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods. So, they're uh, viable options every week. But what about Emmanuel Sanders at 6,300 going up against the worst defense in the in the NFL this season? Jared? It's no for me. But it's no nah, for you. Nah, what about he's, uh, nah, he's, probably, he's actually a good play, but he's a bitch. He had a 12 <laughs> targets last week for 7 and 86 and a touch, 21 points. Nah, he had six catches. <laughs> well, stats, the, the game log says seven, so we'll go with that. What about uh, 300 less, T.Y. Hilton with Ramsey missing? Um, it is worth noting that Hilton missed practice on Wednesday, uh, which is when we record, so we won't know his Thursday and Friday status as of yet, but um, that'll be something to monitor. But assuming that T.Y. Hilton is good to go, like, what do you think about Hilton in this matchup with a Ramsey-less Jacksonville secondary? Ramsey misses. Luck and T.Y. will be GPP winners. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe. They'll probably yeah. be chalk. Yeah, T.Y. Hill would probably be chalk at, at 6,000. But, you know, he has a groin injury. You know what the groin is? It's your leg. Meaning it kind of hurts you to run. The groin is your leg. Yeah, the it's, groin it's, is your leg. <laughs> it's part of your leg. <laughs> it's part of your oh, leg. Oh, okay? that's funny. It's not okay. actually your leg. I thought, but it's part of your life. It's where you're. That's fair. Sitting that's around fair. where your ball sacks are. All right, or if you're your a girl, ball sacks. Your lady all parts. <laughs> there's more than one. Every, every, no, there's one sack. There's two balls. <laughs> I mean, for me, I don't know what you got going on, but um. Yikes! <laughs> wow, this is spiraling out of control. Um. What about DJ Moore? Like, Curtis Samuel uh, missed practice, so, you know, his status is unknown as of now. Funchess's status is unknown. I mean, if they were both to sit, Moore would be a massive chalk at 5,600. But even if they weren't, I think that he's pretty solidly, so, you know, solidifying himself as the wide receiver one, regardless of those other guys. So, I mean, um, I mean it's, it's, a, it's like a fair price. DJ Moore Chalk Week was against the Bucks, so we all know how that worked out. That's fair, but I God think that his, I think that <laughs> I think his role has changed over the last two weeks specifically. I think that he's really, you know, nah, yeah, that's a good play, fifty six hundred. That's really all I got for receiver. You got anybody else you want to mention? Wait, 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 wait. DJ Moore's fifty six hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he fifty six hundred last week? Not no, 4, he was forty six hundred. Oh, forty six hundred last week. Oh, yeah, lit. they gave him a solid one grand raise. Lit. Give me that. Yeah, I think that's definitely a solid play, no doubt about it. Um, to transition over to tight end here, who you know, for me, like, I think you just play Eric Ebron in cash and move on. Big facts, honestly. Big like honestly, facts. like. Like, he averaged 10 targets per game in the games that Doyle missed. And that's not like, you know, like, oh, like, one or two games. Like, no, Doyle missed five games. 
in the early part of the season. Ebron was getting 10 targets per game. He's tied for the most receiving touchdowns in the league with 11, plus he has a rushing touchdown. The Colts target their tight ends in the red zone more than any other team in the NFL, and you know Marlon Mack is out, which potentially means more passing attempts. Uh, I just I don't see like right. we've played we've played much thinner options in that price range in cash this year, so it's just like you know I mean, don't question it, just play right, Eric Ebron and move on. I mean, That's or it. play the tight end who's playing the team who's washed against tight ends at home. Talking about Bray, young Cameron. Yeah. From Harvard, Young Cam, yeah. Um, That's an easy play for me. I like it, but I mean, you know, he he got a touchdown last week. He doesn't give you twenty point upside that you might need. Yeah, and like if he was cheaper, I would say it. But I mean, it's only a five hundred discount, and we're talking about someone who had like four targets, and that was I think their season high. Whereas, whereas, yeah, his season high is four. So I feel like you you can just lock in another. Yeah, I, I won't be going there, but... <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, Eric Ebron's season high in targets is 15. Yeah, I'll oh, take the game. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yikes. Because you're a fish. <laughs> I'm a fish? Fish. Wow. Fishy. What about uh, wow. Gronk? Little little Gronk action, 5,400. GPVs, not cash. No, thank you. Kittle, no, part I mean, two. Those top guys are GPPs only for me. Not cash this week. Yeah. Um, I'm on the Eric Ebron train. Let's get I'm, it. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. Might as well. The only other one I probably would play is a little bit of Kelsey in tournaments. Cameron Braid. Yikes. Um, Cameron. I'd rather pay the extra 500 to have somebody that would potentially give me seven to ten targets and probably a touchdown. Cameron Bray is maybe gonna get eight points or You're gonna be very upset when he snaps and you're gonna be like, damn. No, he's not gonna get over four targets and the man had his season high in receiving yards is thirty four. There's just yeah. so many options in the Bucks offense. Just Eric Ebron is is I don't know. They love him. All right. He's he's a stone lock, but I I would be remiss if I didn't mention Mount Everett, Gerald Everett oh, at twenty nine hundred. Wow. Oh my god. My son, my son. But um, I like Everett, and honestly, just because of the price, and you know, he he did see some looks with Cup out, a little bit of an expanded role. Same thing with Tyler Higby in that Rams offense. He had seven targets last week, but you know that was a prolific game. Um. So I wouldn't expect that kind of passive usage. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, let's talk DST. What do we like this week? Jared mentioned it earlier. I love the Broncos. I wish they were at home, but like, I mean, we're talking about Jeff Driscoll here. Like, enough said. Broncos twenty seven hundred. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Broncos, lock it in. That's all you need to play. Don't play anything else. Tight end, Eric Ebron, defense, Broncos. That's it. The only other thing I was looking at was Colts, 2,600, also on the road. But, I mean, you know, we, we have several backup quarterbacks starting this week. So, you, you can look to attack that. Um, I just I just don't think that there's enough of a price difference because the Broncos are only 100 more and their pass rush is so much more lethal. Yeah, I don't know. And, it, and it's not a division game. So, what, what do you think in a defense, Jared? Um, either the uh, the Broncos or the Colts. That's it. 
not looking anywhere else. What about a little uh, Green Bay Packer action? Yeah, right. No? <laughs> Against Arizona? I mean, Rosen is, you yeah, know, right. yeah, it's not his fault necessarily, but they're just t- uh, trash. We're, we're doing the usual uh, just close your eyes. Scroll and roll. Pick. How much yeah. is Green Bay? 28. 28. More uh, expensive yeah. than the Broncos. I mean, yeah, I could see it. They have, like, one of the highest pressure rates in the league. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're like, third in sacks. sacks or something. Yeah, yeah they have like 36 that. sacks on this season. They've been doing well. It's on fact roll. Snapping. Jared, I'm surprised you didn't mention uh, – I love the Titans this week. They're expensive, so it would probably be GPP only. But at 3K, Tennessee at home, and Sam Darnold might be back, which we all know is, you know, basically a free pick six. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I really do like the Titans as a GPP pay-up pivot. They're only 300 more than the Broncos, which is probably where I'll be in cash, so – wouldn't be too expensive to make that switch in GPPs. Yeah, I like it. Um, I just, I don't know. How much are they, you said? 3K. 3K. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably try and save the 300. I might need it. Yeah, that's fair. Might need it we'll somewhere. We'll just stick, stick it in the back pocket. Save yeah, it for yeah, next that's week. fair. That's fair. Let's close out the show here with some potentially tournament-winning GPP stacks. Jared, I will start with you. We're going to go with... Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones. Interesting. Not not worried about uh, Pat P this week with hell, Adams. Hell no. Are you bringing it back with anybody? DJ, every week. DJ is, yeah, we didn't talk about him in running back. 7,400. You know, he was coming off of a bad game. We, we thought things were different when DJ had that nine-target game. But, uh, you know, each of the last two weeks, three targets only. So, you know, David Johnson's still a question mark at the moment. Uh, what do you think, and Joey, is a potentially tournament-winning stat? Uh, Matt Ryan, Julio. That's it. Matt Ryan and Julio. Bringing it back? Uh, if I could, it's pretty if, tough. If I could play Lamar Jackson in the flex. <laughs> Other than that, nah. Not Another one fair. that I was saying, that I was thinking that would be my second... Probably my one B to the to the Matt Ryan and uh, Julio would be Brady, Sony, Michelle, and Josh Gordon. Gordon over Edelman. Yeah, just because Gordon is fifty nine hundred, Edelman is seventy one hundred, so I just want the twelve hundred discount. That's fair for sure, and for me, pains me to say it, stacking against my favorite team, but you know, got to do what you got to do for the money. I, I love Jared Goff at sixty four hundred. Uh, paired with Cooks, bring it back with Galladay, and sail to the money. No girly? Mm, I don't know. Uh, I'm I, Jared, I think, made some pretty fair points about you know them probably not having to use him in such a heavy role. But, I mean, that makes him an amazing GPP play. So They're saying that he is 100% healthy. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, but what's, what's the reason to use him? I they'll, mean, they'll, I'm sure they'll use him in the first half. It just it's a matter of are they winning by 21 at the half or are they winning by seven? Because you know what I mean. It's just yeah. how how much are they going to be winning by? If, if it's a close 25. game, I think they'll ride him. But it's tough. It's tough to say. No. Five zero. I have. Yeah. If that's how it's going, then yeah, probably be a probably be like game. Probably be like 20, 24 to like ten. Yeah, probably. Forty-five melt and a half. All right, then, then play all Rams and sail to the money. If that happens. But yeah, that's gonna be it for us this week. 
you can find our live stream on youtube.com just search up the dfs dose we will be there at noon eastern like we always are and uh, we will be back on monday with a full recap of everything week 13 on this 13 game main slate so you can follow us on twitter and instagram at the dfs dose you can follow my personal twitter at ben hover b-e-n-h-a-u-v-e-r guys tell them where they can find you you can find me on Twitter at JoeyCarrion underscore. And you can find me at Jared underscore underscore Marcus. Yeah. If you're still listening, go follow us. Go follow our main page, all right? You know, retweet our tweets. We tweet some good stuff, all right? So just, go, just go ahead and do that and get us, some, get us some followers and some clout. Get us some clout. Some clout. That's all we need. Need it. Thank you.